Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, what is something that you think is underrated? I'm going to say teeny tiny underwear. Teeny tiny underwear. Teeny. Interesting. Do you think that's rated enough? Do you think <laughs> do you think that's underrated across the board? I think for um, all people. All people. Or is this You a, know what a, it is? I maybe I should aesthetic. say like wearing tiny underwear. Huh. I think we as people the feel like of it. yeah we, we as people like love looking at other people in tiny underwear right. but I think we don't let ourselves feel the freedom of wearing tiny underwear. Okay. Well, I think there's a thin line between comfortable tiny underwear and terribly uncomfortable. Agree. It's okay. a thin line usually. It is a thin line. <laughs> the, is, that goes right up your ass. I crack. didn't mean it yeah. like that, but you know, we'll go a there. A thin line is my favorite speedo line. It is. Um, <laughs> no, but like I don't know. I, I guess it's also probably like part of my like journey to be more comfortable naked. Right. I want to be comfortable naked. I'm going to Greece this summer and I'm like mm-hmm. going to try to force myself to go to a nude beach. Um, because here's why (laughs) being scared of being naked is like one of the most irrational fears. Okay. And a lot of us naked where like in public, on public, I think it's okay. (laughs) I think that's a very vulnerable thing in public to be naked because you're like, people could fuck me up real bad right now. Right. Have you but seen Eastern of, Promises? Yes, because of that movie. <laughs> Wait, what's especially. that? It's, oh, a, it's like the it. jaws of nudity. It, okay. uh, <laughs> it will terrify you of nudity because there is a prolonged and really just violent knife fight that happens in a locker room. With, and it's with naked. Both of the men are naked and just, you know, dicks flying all over the place. And uh, I just country? did a hand gesture of dicks flying it's all over. It's not sexual. It, it's not it sexual. It doesn't sound sexual. It's just, yeah. What country Your nudity is your vulnerability. Uh, but that does not sound it's, American. It's Eastern it's, Europe. Yeah, it's yeah, Eastern it's Europe. It's made time, by, uh, what's his name? Body horror guy. Uh, um, Eli Roth? No. no uh, Body horror. That sounds like those poor- uh, David Cronenberg. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay, okay, okay. But you, what I'm saying is, I agree. I want to see this movie with dongers flying. <laughs> Just, it's great. It's yeah. a great- It's a good film? It's art. Is uh, it is. Yes. And if it was filmed in Eastern Europe, I bet those very same actors- uh, trucked their way over to the Bell Ami porn studio right after. It's not a feel good movie. <laughs> I believe you. I believe yeah, right. you. No. But what I want to say is like, it, think about it. It is irrational to be scared of being naked when there's things like guns and knives and bombs in the world. And we're sometimes we're more scared of just not wearing clothes. Yeah. But like think, in your house? Yeah. I don't know. Anywhere. Because I, I think, I mean, think about it. We are scared to be naked. And Sometimes, that, sure, but I'm saying like, are we, you scared? I, I, I mean, I sound like your therapist here. We're like <laughs> getting to the root of it, but like to me, like there are certain places I have no fear of being naked at all, mm-hmm. and then other places, like in a like in the football locker room in high school, I didn't like being naked because everyone's fucking with everybody at all times. Sure, it wasn't like a, I don't want people people to see my dick or anything. It was just more like I'm very vulnerable in this position. Right. Yeah. And because I just watched it happen. Uh But like being at the gym now, which I don't really necessarily go to the gym 
because I don't like the gym. Right. But being naked there doesn't bother me. I'm still uncomfortable getting naked in the gym. You should, uh, you should like. If you, I, I feel like I break the sound barrier with how quickly I take <laughs> off. <laughs> how quickly I take off. I'm the with the, you, uh, the shorts and then put a towel on top. I'm I am with you. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Yeah. Like we all have bodies. Everybody is stupid. Right. Yeah. Well, there is an in between. There is that dude that's real comfortable. Oh yes. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. It's like the stage. Some right. people are way too comfortable on stage. Some people can't do it at all. Mm-hmm. And then the people that are usually good at it are somewhere in, in between. between. Right. I like that. Right. That's interesting. Way too. What what is. Somebody who's way too comfortable on stage. I'm trying to. Have you ever seen like a quote unquote comedian who's just being self indulgent? Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. Way so like too later in their career type. Or thing. or or like maybe after they get like enough. ten minutes, right. yeah. yeah, of decent material, then they're like, I'm gonna do some stretching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Um, that I know to be false. Hand jobs are hand jobs. Hand, hand jobs. jobs are a myth. Hand jobs they don't are exist. A myth. No, no, and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> I know some women that would be mad at you. Like, I beg to differ. Because <laughs> a hand job should always be part of a package, not okay. a standalone project. A good hand job leads to a blow job. Right. Baby sex too. Okay. But like a hand job that's just a hand job is right. a myth. Okay. That's crazy. No, I disagree. Okay. I think at a certain, I think from like 12 to 15, a hand job can- Is a hand job. Can be the exchange. (laughs) Sure, but that speaks to how much they suck, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think at first they don't suck. Adult hand jobs. Someone's Mm -hmm. touching it. Yeah, no, adult hand jobs, what are you doing? That's that's (laughs) madness. (laughs) Yes, but I think think it's it's an important step. (laughs) Children should- Did you get a hand job at 12? I was trying to think it was like- Be honest. Probably the first hand job I got was like, and came- 14 or 15. Right. I, okay. I, it's like that, yeah. Wow, good for you. Yeah. I dry humped, I would say, between 12 and 15, but yeah. I didn't get a hand job till later. No, yeah. you, you dry hump because there's no physical contact uh-huh. to the privates for a while. Uh-huh. Right. And then that's the first step. I, I And I just think, I'm just thinking like naturally, I mean, I'm talking like gay or straight here. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. that's, I think you need to learn how to handle someone else's with your hand mm-hmm. before right. you put that in your mouth or inside <laughs> you. Yeah. Probably I, a good rule to live by. I had a friend. I'm who available thought, for the children's classes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the joke was just sitting there. You Fun <laughs> story. One time in college, I, I had a lesbian friend, and we were like, "Hey, we don't get each other's stuff." <laughs> right. So like, when we were slammed, so we're like, "Let's let's get drunk." Let like we're drunk. We're drunk. So let's like hook up and like kind of give each other a master class oh. on what we're supposed to do with each other's stuff. And her first move with my dick was to treat it like a light switch. <laughs> Just go. I'm up not and down. kidding. I'm not kidding. She was like, "Is it? Is like, is this good?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> but it's not nearly as good as this." Right. She like 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 off and on, off and on, like just so kind of. Funny. Was, was she just playing wagging with the, it? Like, yeah, up with and the, down. Like it, it's hard and like like kind of going up one way and touching down the other oh, way, okay. oh, like yeah. a light switch. Right. Right. 
And I was like, okay, yeah, that's good, but that's not where our bread is buttered. That is right. Interesting. Paint, yes. It's like the paint motion from Karate Kid. The, oh, <laughs> wax on. Yeah, wax off. Paint up, paint down. Yeah, wax on, wax off. It's Word. circular. So, yeah, hand jobs are a myth. Yeah. I'm sure, uh, you know, dicks are counterintuitive to people who aren't, who don't have them. <sighs> well, they are that. to us for a while. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Penises are so silly. <laughs> they really are pretty ridiculous. They're yeah. so ridiculous. I'm I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, embarrassed that I like them. Yeah, <laughs> and that, I remember having that conversation with one of my friends in high school. I'm like, thank God women are attracted to us. Right. Ah. <laughs> Whatever that is inside, thank God because we look ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I think the flaccid penis is a real. It's 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 God's way of checking our ego. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just being like, you think you're cool? Okay, cool. Yeah. Check this out. It grows. It grows. It grows. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hold on. Just hold on. Let me just let me just kind of give it give it a thwap. <laughs> right. Wait. Wait. Let me thwap it. Let me thwap it. <laughs> and everyone knows that's the funniest thing about flaccid penises. Everyone knows that they change shapes. Right. When it's time to perform, but we still judge each other on right. that shit. Yeah. I'm t- That's growers, crazy. As someone who's seen too many penises, I, growers and showers are real because I have also been with gentlemen where I'm like, ooh, this is going to be a good time. And then their penis really does just get as harder but the same size. Yeah. Huh. Just which, stands up. Which was like, oh, that's a <laughs> letdown. <laughs> Just That's a letdown. Just yeah. stands up. Hey. Oh, it was a little bit height. of a letdown because okay. you because I'm used to the grower right. mechanics yeah. where it's like, oh, this is gonna get big. <laughs> <laughs> but that one, I was like, oh, okay, it's still going. Are you yeah. gonna pass out if we do this? <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about Elizabeth Warren. She is yeah. surging in oh, California. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eating away at Bernie's support. A little it bit. Seems. Love yeah, it. There's a new UC Berkeley LA Times poll. So in the state of California with Democratic primary voters, Biden leads with 22%, uh, followed by Elizabeth Warren at 18 and Sanders at 17. Hmm. Which is, a, it. He's, she's actually gained ground over Bernie, suggesting that she's eating into his support now. Right. Um, and then they say Harris, Kamala Harris has 13%, Buttigieg at 10%. So yeah. I think right now that tie, like a lot of people are saying, that shows that with other recent polls, like with liberal voters especially, people are starting to put their eye on Liz Warren, the she, wonk who she, likes to get the her homework turned in on time. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Elizabeth Warren. She's I feel like I'm an uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren hipster in that like she's who I wanted to run in what is it 2016, yeah, 2016. But when right. the primaries were coming out, right, because. I just, I, I just love her. I love her ideas. I love her. Um, just, yeah, she's great. Good worldview, mm-hmm. you know. And I think just from coming from being like an economist and understanding how, right. especially the financial markets work in this country, because that's really the driver of inequality in this country. Yeah. To have someone so, like, vividly focused on that and using that as a way to create, you know, uh, a more equitable state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think is a good thing. So yeah, I think you know. We'll see what happens. I think, yeah, with, with 2016, everyone just knew it's like, well, it's time for Hillary to get her shot. Right. By respect. Right. Respect, right. respect. And then now, once that went down, now everyone's like, there's 40 of us. Yeah. yeah. It also see, she has, she has a really smart take on it, too. I, I feel like, you know, because in America, socialism is such a such a dirty word. Yeah. And to I, Republicans. To Republicans, yeah. yeah. But I, I uh, or even like, I think some moderates and independents yeah, that's th- true. think yeah. that it's like a dirty word because they don't fully understand what it means. But 
I love that she continues to come out and say that, like, no, I'm a capitalist. I'm here to fix what's broken about capitalism, yeah, what's, what's right. exploitative about it. Um, and to me, I feel like that's kind of like a for those independents and those moderates. I feel like it's it's like good phrasing. Yeah, it's, right. That's the gateway drug to socialism. Yeah. Right. So I'm all for that. I yeah, think we absolutely. Can get, I don't think we can get capitalists hooked on socialism off the first. It. Yeah. No, no, so no. Just you gotta... say, but that's the other thing, too. When I hear her say that, I'm like, God, is there a way to do ethical cap- capitalism? I mean, like, I understand that there is if all of these things are like using policies like co-determination like right. they have in Germany where like your board is like half non-shareholders and people who work in the company. Right. Like that those things can work. But I just I hope it's like any like super liberal candidate. It's like, can all of the forces that are already at work is how quickly is that going to be able to change for the better? And I hope it, I mean, shit, if you have the the right leader and people behind it, hopefully it can, but. Well, we certainly yeah. haven't tried ethical capitalism. No, so. we've tried yeah. fuck mm-hmm. you capitalism right. and we've perfected it. Yeah. It might be worth a shot. All right, guys. So uh, we have learned that Leonardo DiCaprio is more influential than we had ever dreamed. Uh, we, we've talked before on the Daily Zeitgeist about a, uh, a rumor that goes around uh, certain corridors in Hollywood that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is known to make love by putting on noise-canceling headphones, uh, sitting on his back, and vaping uh, while... You while, can't call that making love. Yes. The yes. second you introduce vaping and headphones... Dude, it's fucking... Right. He fucks... With noise canceling headphones on and vapes. Yes. Anything um, in the noise cancelings? Music? They yes. say MGMT. MGMT. <laughs> Suck me like an electric eel. Say baby girl. <laughs> bow, bow. I, I mean, saw them great live. Song. I think Leo was there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, is this from women who have been. Yeah. So this is from a study from some place called Tick Pick. Right. And now that I, story, the Leonardo DiCaprio Capri story, story is, is not is from not that. from that. It is just that's from just people who have had sex. A rumor that's been around forever. Yes. Um, but there's so that's what it, that's why it feeds into this story, right? So TickPick they did a quote unquote study. I'm not sure how sound this is, but again, this is a great podcast, how and sound. this is all for ooh, <laughs> we make sound puns exactly. That's how um, we are. So anyway, what they did was they said they surveyed 1,010 people online via Amazon's Mechanical Turk. I don't know what that is. Of the 1,010 participants polled, Mechanical Turk is the dude who was in a robot costume who beat people at chess, like back in the day. Oh, right. And who now is at (laughs) Comic-Con. That's a great great booth. And Uh, Mechanical Turk. Wow. We're just so illiterate of history that people are just like dying. They're like, oh my God, this robot just kicked my ass in chess. Holy yes. shit. Whoa. Uh, 54% of respondents were male, 45 were female, 0.4 identified as non-binary. Additionally, 592 of the sample identified as millennials, 28 mm. were Gen X, 10 were boomers, Gross. and the remaining 1% were Gen Z. Or, or the, the silent, silent generation. generation. Is the silent generation older than baby boomers? Wait, Must be. did you just say Gen Z has slept with Leo? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Okay. These are people who... who uh, no, actually, although probably, to this. Okay. but <laughs> uh, no, these are just respondents. The thousand people. Who oh yeah, to this. I guess that's what they call the greatest generation. Is the silent the generation. silent generation? I didn't know that. I so, only know what Tom Brokaw said. Right. When I came up with the idea of the greatest generation. Um. So yeah, these are the, see. There's some of the stats that they have. Now we're taking this with entire fucking bowl of salt. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, but they said songs of satisfaction. Fifty percent 
of respondents were satisfied with their sex lives overall. Now, breaking it down by genre. Country music fans, 66.3% were satisfied with their sex life. The most satisfied. Blues, 64%. Uh, and they said at 60, 16 minutes, on average, blues fans lasted the longest in bed. Wow. Jazz at 63.2. Get it, give it up to Muddy Waters. Right. Um, they say, uh, another stat, hip-hop uh, rap fans, least likely to give oral sex. Yeah, duh. Not true. Too busy. Oh, really? I'm eating it all. <laughs> um, hometown buffet aren't you mixed though yeah but that doesn't right. mean i can't like hip-hop i know i just want to make sure oh no no i'm i'm hey look <laughs> eating ain't cheating okay. what they say if you're <laughs> mc chris that's an mc chris album okay i don't cheat okay. uh they say nearly so folk fans nearly one in four folk fans had cried during sex mm-hmm. does that make sense i don't know i guess I don't want to like jump to stereotypes, but I guess like someone is so overcome. I'm hoping that's what it is because I've been in situations where people are like emotionally overcome or overwhelmed Can by you orgasm. Sing a folk song that give me a, an example. Uh, when Shot you're down and troubled. Oh yeah, yeah. And you oh. need <laughs> a helping hand. Nothing, nothing's going right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're listening to music while you're having sex, and that's the music you're listening yeah, to. Yeah, I wonder if, but are you are you crying because of the music you fuck to? Are you crying because of the act? Like, well, are emotion, they trying to say folk? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what is the causing the cry? Emotions are honestly okay, I think. Yeah, I no. Think yeah. That actually, maybe that's the angle we should be taking is that yeah. let's see what cry means in this context. And maybe it That's is. what I'm trying to figure out. Because yeah. then if it's like the music, I'm like, damn, you were really feeling that? Right, no, whatever album. Like I don't have experience with women crying, but they're always laughing when we have sex. And right. Like I think that that's like cool too. Well, right? that's because you're playing the Dane Cook album when we have sex, <laughs> Harm- <laughs> which is ironically called "Harmful If Swallowed." Laughing and pointing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, some other facts. Uh, we're talking about positions. By oh, the pop, highest, but people are going to want to know who's the least sexually satisfied. Okay, so pop music. Pop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, the pop music fans, fifty-seven point two percent, were the least. They were at the bottom. Right. Um, K-pop? Just pop. Just like if you like that pop music, that top 40 bullshit. Pop. Oh, pop yeah. music. Talk about. And so now we're talking about respondents' favorite sexual position. Overall, doggy style. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Then missionary, that. then cowgirl, spooning, reverse cowgirl. Mm-hmm. By the highest percentage of music genre fans, the most consistent doggy style for hip hop and rap fans. Okay. Great album also. Shout out to Snoop Dogg. Mm. For a boring-ass missionary, 32.9% pop music fans. Listen, I kind of still like missionary. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, you can spice it up. It's all up to you. Listen, you I know? like to have my noise-canceling headphones on, <laughs> and I like to vape. Yeah. yeah. And Actually, just blow it right into, the, right into their face. <laughs> and <go> blindfold. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. And just complete, uh, yeah, sensory deprivation. Put on that new Carly yeah. Rae Jepsen yeah. album. Sensory deprivation. <laughs> just a little hole in the top of my sensory deprivation tank. One thing I did find interesting, so when it comes to percentage using contraceptives during sex by preferred music genre, the yeah, safest is- group, heavy metal fans. Yeah. Huh. 65%. Then indie rock, then hip hop, then alternative. The lowest percentage of uh, people using contraception during sex, country fans. Forty-nine point nine percent. America. Yeah, yeah. They they want to multiply, baby. Multiply. That's right. And then the damning one, as we said, seventeen percent have their AirPods in while having sex. Yeah. What? Seventeen percent of respondents said that they have had the fu- sex while sex wearing AirPods. Yes. So they now need- I do wonder if that is just forgetting to take them out. 
Well, they said it could be for, they didn't even have, they didn't ask too much for a reason, but it seemed like they were pointing to the fact that it was people who uh, come, were, come better. Well, no, that they, <laughs> maybe they're listening to different music. Right, their I could see it being an I could see it being a intimate thing if one of you has one air AirPod <laughs> and the other has the other. But you're saying just same put the song. fucking stereo on same song. But that's no. the thing. That's that's what the, the the report is saying is that people have found what works for them. Right. And oh, is now AirPod fucking this whole year or this whole year? Our whole lives are like put some music on for you both, and it's like some yeah. people are like I don't like that music. Yeah. Right. And so they want to listen to their own, but and still have the feelings. So I, it's very her-like. Yeah. Yes. Like that distance. That it reminds me of that scene in uh, the third Black Mirror, the entire history of you, where like they're like having sex and like reliving their hottest oh, night. Oh, right. But then you cut back to them like having Depressed. sex and it's they're just like, uh, uh. Yeah. Uh, and their eyes oh. are like, just like, just the grossest, yeah. like most. Uh, um, because they're not accepting who they are now in the moment. Yeah. Anyways, I, I will just say, if you find yourself uh, holding up uh, one finger to your partner and saying, sorry, go for Brent yeah. on, while while taking a phone call. What? Nothing, man. No, literally <laughs> nothing, man. Bro. <laughs> All right, bro, got to go. All right, what's up, girl? Miles, you're gross. <laughs> you're a gross man. Yeah. I know, and I fuck with AirPods in. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, they're not even AirPods. They're wired headphones. I was going to say, Miles probably does a little asphyxiation it's on himself a, with his it's wire. His, or it just dangles in their face. I'm sorry, the cord keeps getting in your mouth. <laughs> no way is that person apologizing for that. And no, I won't stop listening to Toto Africa. It helps you set a baseline rhythm. <laughs> If you want me to last for more than one minute, <laughs> Zeitgang, if uh, if you like to make love to music, let us know uh, what song. Oh, uh, look, yeah. I'll tell you right now, D'Angelo yeah. Voodoo, that whole album. Okay, just fuck, just fuck right now to it, everybody. Now, right now, put D'Angelo Voodoo on. My goodness, your blood will boil out your skin. Also, if you had sex listening to this episode about yes. having sex, please turn it off now things. and watch. Now I'm gonna fuck it up for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I'm in your room with you. Uh, See? Yeah, that is weird. Yo, could you imagine people fucking the podcast? Yeah, that's it probably can. happens. Yeah, hey, right? just let me let me let me figure that's out. That's disrespect, on here. yo. If you fuck with a podcast playing music, fun, like yeah, right. but like. That's like if you, I mean you're absorbing information still. Yeah, genetic information. <laughs> genetic right. information. That dioxyribose you play, you guys did. Talk about guadagnine, adenine, adenine, cytosine, and tyrosine. Um, <laughs> letters that spell Gattaca. Also, coincidence? I don't know. Maybe. So I think when you think about a podcast, though, that's like passive entertainment. I get it. Like yo, the Netflix and chill thing. That's more of just a an entry point into love. If you're both sure. listening to the same podcast, not as bad. I think. Yeah, but what would? Could you imagine though? I here's my take. Everybody's I, heads are shaking. I think you could yeah. be listening to something. I, I I think I have. What about audiobooks? You know what's I mean? Pe- people get down doing a lot of stuff, and I right. think yeah. podcasts are a part of the norm now. Yeah. And I do think that might be something <laughs> sexy. What she said. And it just wrote down Chernobyl podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that one. Yeah, that one's. Fair. It's very. Fair it's and it really expands on the source material. I can only become aroused if I'm listening to Peter Sagel's voice. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So either wait, wait, don't tell me, or the wait, 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 w
I gotta take a breath. I gotta breathe it out. I gotta breathe it out. Uh, all right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. All right, guys, let's talk about war. Uh, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps claimed responsibility uh, for a U.S. surveillance drone that was shot down. Uh, and they claim it entered Iranian airspace. The U.S. says it, it was still in international airspace. And the, like, the U.S. general who commented on this said that it was 38 kilometers away from Iranian airspace, which seems like the sort of thing that we should be able to like independently verify 38 kilometers is a lot well, they, of yeah, kilometers. They say they have proof. Right. But again, regardless of what either side is saying, like these are just every, everybody's fucking with each other in little mm. ways. Like, right. so now the U S will fly their drones close saying we got our eye on you or whatever, but also I'm sure close enough to try and get it shot down. And then the U.S. can point. It's like, you see what happens? I mean, like they're just shooting stuff down. I don't right. know, guys. I don't know if the rest of the world is seeing this. Meanwhile, like, Anyone who would even think to align with the U.S. like <laughs> I don't know, except Israel, except Israel and Saudi Arabia, right? They're they're ready, but I think you know, again, without Europe, uh, it could be very difficult. I mean, again, it's just a definitely another escalation to something that is so unnecessarily tense, right? Um, and you know, I think you know when you hear stuff like Lindsey Graham being like, well, if they if they get uh, you know they start building their their nuclear program up like all bets or everything's off the table or on the table i don't know what the, right. whatever the turn of phrase he used mm-hmm. what was interesting though is like right after trump first just tweeted like iran made a very bad mistake right and then met with justin trudeau who i'm guessing was like don't you fucking even try something dude please no <laughs> right. one wants this uh and then they were asking when like what what his thoughts were trump said i find it hard I find it hard to believe it was intentional, if you want to know the truth. Yeah. I think that it could have been somebody who was loose and stupid that did it. So his response to, like, what do you think of this is almost that he doesn't want to further the narrative that this was an intentional, intentional. act of aggression. Right. Which sounds, because it sounds like, from what we've heard him say, he doesn't want armed conflict. But then you have these maniacos right. by the name of Bolton and Pompeo who are like, uh yeah, like Bolton just wants to see Iran uh just kneecapped and then Pompeo's like, I think Jesus will come back right. if there's war over there. So mm? he does believe in a religion, right? That wants there to be like thinks that if there's a war in the Middle East that will bring re- upon us revelations. Oh yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's in the Bible okay. right there. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Uh yeah. just want to make sure he knew that that's what's happening. Do you knew yeah, you I mean, he even said, like, that God may have sent Trump to save Israel from Iran. Like, he said that out loud. Mm. And, yeah, he's he fucks with the rapture. Right. So there's that. But, you know, I think what we'll see is hopefully the, more of a diplomatic pursuit because, I mean, it, it, we'll see. <laughs> I, based on Trump's response, he does not want smoke right. of any nature, which yeah. is very odd. But it seems like this is what the pattern, if we, if we sort of compare it to other things, like when it came to uh, North Korea, he was like, oh, you better watch out. Right. Because I've got a button too. Right. And, and it's a it bigger all, button. And then all that for like a fake talk that went nowhere. Right. So if maybe with this, we'll just end up with the same Iran deal that he just blew up. 
Right. And they'd be like, yeah, see, I got him back to the table. But it'll be called like the Trump deal or something. Yeah, and, Iran uh, deal too, erectile yeah. boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it is a weird just feeling to not be diametrically opposed to what he's doing. Like he has this, it usually seems to me, like I usually have the feeling that he has thought through what I want and done the opposite. Like I don't, I don't think that's probably causally how he's coming up with his policy, but that generally seems to be how he, uh, how we end up. And this time, just by accident, I guess he he is doesn't want armed conflict, and right, it's a it's a weird feeling. Yeah, he. Sure I mean, he, totally fuck it up. He also like was careful to point out that like he wasn't being pushed by. Um, people in the administration towards a more aggressive approach, or he denied that like it, that he was constantly being pestered by Hawks, but I see who's in that room. Right. I don't, I don't believe that. I mean, he's, he did campaign. Like he just didn't like war. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the, the one consistent thing. But at the end of the day, you don't know what all these other people are going to do. Plus you have an environment where he's increasingly probably becoming more erratic based on the things that are going on with like the Mueller report and impeachment looming and his reelection that could be bad. Like, I don't know what other, you know, he might pull some shit. Right. So I don't know where it goes. But yes, I was surprised to hear him say, like, I don't think it was intentional when yeah. they're mm-hmm. like, it flew into our airspace and we shot it the fuck down. Right. <laughs> but this is also part of, too, like, in general, Iran has a different view of what their airspace is in that region or what area they do control uh, in the region. So it, maybe they have competing definitions of what international airspace was, and that's what happened. Right. But either way, that was, I think, a $130 million drone. <laughs> Just think of, that's another thing that I was like, <laughs> $130 million, $130 million war toy. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say he definitely has my vote, but, uh, you know, uh, it's... <laughs> You're not going to write him off quite yet. Right. Sure. <laughs> that's right. What is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Well, did well. you know that Toy Story is not about a <laughs> yeah. story that gets bitten by a radioactive <laughs> toy? Oh, the, the reveal of the fourth part of her personality. <laughs> there it the is. The fourth and final. <laughs> final um, form. I've been watching uh, the Toy Stories with... My son, because he's going to see Toy Story 4 uh, while I'm out of town mm-hmm. this weekend. Uh, so I wanted to get him caught up. And I'm also a little bit mad that I'm missing uh, his first movie-going experience. Oh, but it's his first one in the theater? It's his first in-theater oh. experience. Um, where are you going? Where is, well, where is he going? <laughs> uh, El Capitan, I think. Oh. Yeah. To, like, thank you for respecting the name. El Capitan? Yes. Uh, but yeah, he's going to see Toy Story 4. So we've been watching the the franchise. Uh, we're, we're through the first two. I realized I either... I I usually remember where where I was whenever I saw a movie. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just... That's like the weird thing that my brain, like... <laughs> the, uh, remembers, but I I don't think I saw Toy Story two or I saw it. I realized yesterday that I saw it during like a time when I was like drinking too much because right, <laughs> right. I just couldn't like remember it, it at all. Yeah, that's funny because like, like you would have been an adult and you're like, ah, put fucking Toy Story out. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> came out in 1999, which was a bad year for me. So, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, a lot was going on, man. We were pretty panicked about Y2K also. So yeah, I don't yeah. Blame I had a lot, a lot of stress. I'm not going to blame it all on Y2K. 
but it certainly didn't help. Caitlin, are you a fan? Are you excited for Toy Story 4? I am, yeah. I'm seeing it. I mean, as listeners, as you're listening to this, you I'm seeing it. it right now. Wow. No Whoa. matter when you listen to this, I am Holy seeing shit. Toy Story Jesus. 4. Oh, no. <laughs> what a horrible curse that you put on it yourself. It just plays over and over yeah. in anytime, my mind. Anytime anyone this. listens to this for years, you just automatically suddenly have to start watching Toy Story 4. Whenever I hear you it's see uh, me. I hear it's like David Lynchian. Like this one's like, Really? Weird. Yeah. Oh. Well, because it like asks a strange question. Like there are all these weird like philosophical questions that are created by the first movie. Like what happens to toys after like they go to a landfill mm-hmm. and then they're just frozen there, sentient, like looking at a rotting p- banana peel for the rest of their lives. Like that is a nightmarish hell. And the movie, the franchise has been like, yeah, let's go after that. Let's make that the theme of Toy Story 3. It's like, what the fuck? But this one, I guess, is around the theme of like, what, how do you go, like, what makes a thing a toy enough to become sentient? So they like put googly eyes on a on fork. A, yeah. And then like, they're like, ah, it's sentient, but it's like a freak. It's oh, just like so. Yeah, he like doesn't all... want to live. It's like, he's like, yeah. I don't want this life. Yeah, kill me. <laughs> oh, God, kill me. So no. they've developed a God complex. Yeah. But it's so strange that that, like, that is a dark implication of the universe that. Only adults. I'm curious to know what your son's first take will be after seeing that. Like, what the question will be. Because I'm sure that'll be interesting for a child to see and try and process. Well, we're going to watch Toy Story 3 uh, tonight. As oh. you're listening to this, guys. We're going to be watching Toy Story 3. And that one is very dark. It's a yeah. it's a dark film. So, uh, I, yeah, I'm curious what, what he's going to think. But loves loves the movies to this point. They're great. Um, yeah. You know, Toy Story 2 very clearly takes place in a pre-9-11 world, so I had oh, to like, kind of explain that to him. I was like, yeah. you know, what you're not seeing here. Uh, we haven't lost our innocence. He's like, nation. actually, honey, take that DVD out, put in loose change. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he, boy's got to learn before he watches Toy Story 2. <laughs> it's uh, weird, man. All those Saudis got out right away, huh? Yeah, yeah. Huh. <laughs> what you think about building seven, oh. boy? But, I mean, the the uh, climax of the movie takes place in an airport, like, as luggage is going through all these trains, and it's just, like, you know, so innocent. Yeah, yeah. So, so easy for them to sneak around in an airport back Exactly. Ugh. <sighs> oh. Anyways. Man, remember when airports are easy to sneak around in? Mm. Those were <laughs> the days. Mm. Wow. Wow. Oh. We've been spending too much time around each other. Miles, I think it's time for you to leave for a week. Okay, I will. <laughs> All right. Well, after this episode. Okay. So Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, now we get to... Now we get now to, we get to my foreign policy. Spot, Cuba. <laughs> CCTV footage. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. is in trouble. Uh, he's been accused of groping a woman at a bar. Um, and there's footage of the interaction that is just very strange. Um, it so- doesn't look... I, 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 From what I saw, it looks like the biggest mistake he made was possibly touching this woman on her leg. So people who have uh, analyzed it, CCTV footage experts, are saying that you can see him like reach over and touch her chest. So oh yeah, so uh, he's he's reaching over his girlfriend uh, to do it. So it's a it's very strange. And then there's this dude who walks up in the middle of it and like just starts 
wagging his dick around? Well, I'm not like like literally. It's like right. he's kind of he, dancing. He's, he's got dancing. honey in his hips. Right. He's got honey in his hips. <laughs> he's got some honey like, in his hips. He's he's putting his dick like within inches of yeah, Cuba he, and his girlfriend's face. And then he like g- grabs Cuba by the neck and is like yeah. giving him sweet wispies in the ear. I don't know what they were talking about. The whole video just looks like a bunch of drunk motherfuckers yeah, hanging out. Very, very they look drunk. hammered. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I know, like his lawyer, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s lawyer. I saw like him make a comment. He's like, "This is unbelievable. Like, there's nothing that would suggest that my client did anything." And blah blah blah. Uh, I mean, we'll see what that video shows. Yeah, there's another angle. So there's one where you can see like the actual event uh, that's very grainy and from a distance, and then there's one that's closer. That doesn't have a good angle on the actual event, but you see the people like walking up and walking away from the event. And in that video, you can tell two things. Cuba Gooding Jr. is fucked up. Like he looks real drunk. Yeah. And also he's wearing cargo pants. Uh, which oh see, yeah. But that, see he's you, guilty. <laughs> but you got that from looking at the cargo pants that he was fucked up. Right. You're like, he got cargo. Well, he's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't he, anything else. It was a That cargo man pants. got drunk, or that man got dressed while drunk. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah, got yeah. drunk, then he got dressed. Right. Yeah. But cargos are coming back. Are they? Yeah. I keep seeing them shits like people are like, yeah, these are cool cargos. Pants or <sighs> shorts? Well, no. I've, I've seen pants. Interesting. And I've also seen cargo shorts. I just don't like these fashion cycles, man. Yeah. I wish mm. I kept all my clothes from when I was a kid. Not that I could even wear them, but. Yeah, I feel like cargo cargo shorts are less forgivable. Neither are forgivable, but cargo shorts to me should not exist. Yeah, I mean, when I was wearing cargo shorts, it was a dark time. Yeah, for all of us, I used to wear yeah. them too, and it was a dark time for all of us. Were I agree. Basically, basic khaki cargo shorts. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's jargos? all I wore for like an entire summer. Was just cargo everyone shorts. did. Yeah yeah, 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 for sure. Everybody did. I I had some camouflage. I had a pair of camouflage okay, ones. Yeah, standard. Um, no jeans though, no denim, no, no denim. jargos. No, no I never denim. wore jargos. Me neither. You, you never wear jargos. I never wore jargos. Would I you? never owned jargos. Me neither. Okay. Uh, you can't prove otherwise because those pictures have been destroyed. Oh, I got so excited! I got an email from Taco Bell, mm. and I thought it was about going to the Taco Bell hotel. No, I fucked up, and now I'm just on their fucking waiting list. Oh no! It says give Dad something he wants. Oh. Uh. I feel bad. I'm sorry I had to interrupt. I, for a moment, thought we were going to the Taco Bell Hotel in Palm Springs. We're really trying to go. Oh, man. Yum Brands, please holler at us. Is it open? Has no. It open? No, it's, it's going to be open in August, stages. but they right. were saying in early June, the reservation system would open up or people be, would begin to be able to get reservations. Try to take that somewhere completely else. But <laughs> That's all right. You got to know what's, you got to know what your brand is about. Weed and Taco Bell. <laughs> I have uh, a question. What is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s best movie? Boys in the Hood. Is it? Yeah. I think so. That mm. or Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire. Say radio. Okay. Radio. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. My grandparents are in Jerry Maguire. Are they? Yeah. My um my grandparents play who's his wife? Like Regina Hall or something? Yes. They play Regina Hall's parents. first of all, my grandparents. Oh, during the football when watching he gets scene? injured. And my grandpa's like, Oh girl. Oh, oh really? That's my grandparents. Crazy. Yeah. My grandparents what? are playing her parents. Really? If you want to, yes, yo, they've been, uh, they've, they're out here. I've seen that movie. That's amazing. A number of also times. in Deep Impact, they're Blair Underwood's family. Wow. They were just because my uncle, he's like a first AD. He used to, like when they retired, he was just getting them extra work, and then they're like, yo, get that old black couple. 
We need an old black couple. And they'll be like, you are now Blair Underwood's grieving family. Mm. Wasn't that Deep Impact? Blair Underwood? I don't know. I did not see Deep Impact. Deep Impact Impact was Morgan Freeman? Yes. Deep Impact. President Morgan Freeman. President Morgan Freeman. And then also- Yeah, he was in it. Yep. Frodo, um, right? Elijah Wood? Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. And then that one dude who goes blind- Remember his like he looked at the sun or some shit and he was all like blind like when he was about to die. Donald Trump? No, the Damn. dude, not Robert Duvall. Wasn't Ron Eldard? Oh, I don't remember. I don't, I don't even know that name. That sounds Been like so you long. just made that up. Uh, no, no, yes, this dude, yes, fucking Ron Eldard. He was like the man in the nineties. Ron Eldard? Yes, you you won't like recognize him like that. But remember this guy, this goofy dude. This I is thought, more his face. I totally from that remember period. that dude. Yes, I absolutely remember him. Anyway, he, he looks got like Gerard Depardieu meets he Owen does. Wilson. Yeah, he Gerard does. Depardieu meets Fassbender. Fassbender. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, check out uh, you know, Warren. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, Chernobyl. We're all fans here. We've all seen Chernobyl now. Miles, oh my God! Around. I'm so sorry. Look, I, it was heavy. Uh, right. Still tried to get into when they see us. I'm sorry. I was talking to my dad. We were both like, ah, I gotta let that one rest for a second. Yeah. yeah Chernobyl, tough, though. Mm-hmm. My goodness, it was one of those things. Beautiful. I was worried it was just gonna be a a bummer. It is. Right. However, it's about sort of this. You sort of get hooked on the pursuit of the truth mm. in what had actually occurred because they present in a way where like. Again, like they even said in the podcast, my idea was some shit went down, something exploded, everything got all messed up and radioactive, and people had to leave. Right. And that was it. I knew nothing else. Yeah. And then when you sort of break it down, you're like, oh, goodness. Yeah. So many people had to go through such unnecessary shit for no good reason. And to be honest, a wake-up call into understanding the plants around you. Right. To be completely honest, to understand as a person living anywhere near any type of plant, power plant, nuclear plant, to yeah. understand a little bit more in what, what your surroundings are. the potential is for something to go wrong, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because we so blindly live there and it's usually cheaper real estate, to be right. completely honest with yeah. you. And that is for the reason. And yeah. then to not know what is there and around you. And today our power lines, like people not knowing that too much too, it's... It's weird, and that I think that show and the podcast do a really great job of guiding you through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's wild. Well, anyways, uh, speaking of pursuit of the truth, right. uh, we're going to get <laughs> I forgot. a second whack at the Chernobyl disaster, uh, this time not from HBO, but from Russia, uh, Russian television. the like Russia, state TV. Yeah, Russian state TV, basically. <laughs> Have uh, they ever put out a show before? I think so, yeah. yeah. I it's think called they're... Look Away <laughs> Now. News what? Yeah. No, 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 no. So uh, there is a conspiracy theory in Russia that Chernobyl was caused by a CIA agent who went in and uh, okay. like basically, uh, you know, caused the problem. Uh, so, so that uh, the the conspiracy theory I think is that there were actually like nuclear weapons at Chernobyl and they, uh, you know, sabotaged the nuclear weapons facility so that. So then in that version, the Russian state recognizes that Chernobyl was a nuclear weapons facility? Yes, in this oh. version. Hilarious. Oh, so it was not It was a power plant and they had a little side hustle. Yeah. They were enriching uranium for like warheads. Right, right. But like, you know. They are admitting to that? 
Well, they, uh, well, they have to create. Theory. That's the only way this theory works, right? Is like, right. well, the thing was we had we were making weapons there, and that's why the CIA came, not because they were like. They didn't release the name of the CIA agent. They don't have that. They just no. okay. They don't have. That. I I think the CIA agent is a made up yeah. fictional character, but it's interesting it, because Pravda is the uh, Russia state run TV network and uh, media outlet, and they've published like several negative articles about the HBO Chernobyl and are like really not happy with that. But then like the rest of the media in Russia, it's not like everybody in Russia is like, fuck you, HBO. Like the rest of the media in Russia is like, wow, it's really good. And it's, right. their attention to detail is amazing because they got like all these little aspects right. of life in the Soviet Union right. But the Russia state TV still not having it, man. Well, right. And it was one of those things, too, where the effects of it were so widespread that unless you were just a true Soviet, you might not have been willing to just swallow the explanations, especially when you saw many people who were affected by the radiation. Right. And be like, oh, is chemical stuff? I don't know, because I know a lot. Of, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, I mean, I do they are they is it in production yet? Do it's they have a do they have a, a writer and a director attached? Yes, they have, they have, a, they have a director, Julia and Louis she Dreyfus. has promised to oh, tell sorry. the real story of what actually went down. Yeah, it will be Julia Louis Dreyfus <laughs> and Steven Seagal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I bet he's, he's gonna have it. to. Be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, he'll play the CIA agent. Probably. Do you think he would be willing to play himself like that? Like, not like to play himself, but to make himself the evildoer in this. I don't know. Steven? Has he played a bad guy? He has, right? He is a bad guy. I know, but like that's the thing. That's like Trump would never want to be in a That's why he was such a bad host of SNL is they're like, "Okay, so you're evil." And he's like, "What?" No. He was great in the lobby of no. Home Alone. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, he was so good in that. Well, you know, Steven Seagal, please, you know, stand up. Stand up and wipe off your pain. In your hair. own time. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, it means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.